All right. Uh, before we get started, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna grab a sandwich at Sprouts real quick before we start recording, and I'll I'll just be right back. Yeah, no problem. Oh, cool. hey, See you hey, hey, Matt. Wait, before you go though, yeah. um, do you think uh, is there like a place you might be able to get me coffee? In between there, and yeah, I'm there's so a jet lag. There's I'm a coffee so shop at Sprouts. I'll get you. A, I'll get you a fresh coffee. Awesome! Yeah. I would love. Yeah, I'd love yeah. A, a, a black coffee. Great. Thanks. You got it. Yeah. And is there is there like a pharmacy near there? Because I got like this. It's a little embarrassing. I got like a toe fungus, so you could pick up like an antifungal for me. Uh they might have a way. pharmacy section at the store, okay. but if not, I mean, there's a pretty close front. I can stop and get you that. If okay, great. Awesome. Absolutely, you need Perfect. that right this second. Yeah, I kind of need it. Okay, like yeah. My okay. foot is just like itching like crazy. I'm not right. able to concentrate on the show. Great, okay, yeah, cool. okay. So, fungal cream, coffee, sandwich for me. All right, I'll see Matt, you guys in the- Matt, before you go out, uh, sorry, I heard you were running across the street to get a Sprouts. Yeah. I really need a cup for my milk. Do you think you might be able to get me a cup for my milk? Just a, just a cup? A cup for I can't just drink it out of the carton. Oh well, yeah, you weren't raising the barn. I would yeah. love a cup for my milk. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm actually going to get uh, Heather in there a cup of coffee. I'll ask for an extra cup so that you could have cup for your milk. I don't want a coffee cup. I would like a. I would love it to be a glass cup, a glass cup for my milk. Okay, well there's a you know. I guess there's there's a Target around here. I'll just I'll go get I'll just get you a cup from Target. Thank you. Yeah. Hello, weary traveler. Oh, okay. he- hello. Rats have occupied the bottom level of the studio. If you can bring me twelve of their hides, I'll reward you with this gold key. Wait. Okay. Hold on. Rats have infested the bottom level of the studio. That, yes, like the basement level. I don't. I don't want to spring for an exterminator, but you're here. You've got time. If yeah. you can just go kill twelve of them. This is like again. This shiny key is your reward. Okay, I don't know what the key is for, but like I do want. That's it. part of the fun. Okay, uh, you know what? Um, I'm sort of. I'm. I am in the middle of something. I mean, I'm actually in the middle of a couple of things. This seems like it's going to be pretty time consuming. Can I come back to this? I. You can do it whenever. I mean, like you. Have, yeah. There's no like a time limit on it, but I would love it. Okay, sooner, so, sooner is like, better than me for if, me. If I come back, will you just tell me what I'm supposed to do again? Yeah. If you forget. But okay. Mean, Okay, okay. You I'll, might want to like just you know keep a little log or something. Okay, if you want to write I'll, it down. I'll write down that there are a bunch there of rats in the studio, yes. and then I'll just come back and, and give you the hides. Twelve of them? Twelve. Okay, twelve rat hides Excuse for you. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. What? My grandfather just passed away. He was so oh, thirsty. He needed milk, but he had no way to drink it. Wait, no, so wait, I failed that side quest? He had no way to drink it, and now my grandfather needs a plot in which to be buried. Do you think you might be able to stop by a park on your way to Sprouts and see if there's an available plot to bury my grandfather? Okay, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm I'm, I'm doing a bunch of stuff right now. I guess I could take the cup off the list because I was supposed to get that and it didn't pan out. Uh, I, I, oh, no, I, oh, I would like to bury him with the cup, so please okay, so still, still get, get the, the cup. Get the cup. Okay, so I'll get the cup, and you know what? I owe I owe him the cup at the very least. I'll get the cup. I'm getting uh, I'm getting a cup of coffee for Heather. I'm getting a, a toe fungal cream for Nick. Quest failed. Wait, which one? Matt, my fucking foot is so itchy. You <laughs> give me the fungal cream in time. Oh, I'm sorry. Everyone has something for me to do. my foot I'm, off. I'm trying to do all of it, but it's impossible to do all of it. Well, okay? now you don't get the shiny key. You had a key too. Yeah. We've all got keys. <laughs> what are they for? Have you seen the treasure chest with 12 locks? No, I haven't. I didn't even, I hadn't even gone oh in there. Oh my God. Let's just do this episode. <laughs> 
We kill monsters and craft items and collect ingredients and deliver messages and ride horses and ride motorcycles and play poker and maybe build a house for all our wheels of cheese as we discuss what makes a good open world game this week on Get Played. to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played! I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. That's me, Nick Weiger, and I'm here with our third host, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone! Hello, everyone! And welcome back, Bucket! Holy shit! Wow. You know what? I've just decided wow. I'm going to fucking bring it back she permanently. It. Whoa! Here's permanently? Permanently. It's back. Here's why. Here's why. Um, a uh, a listener uh came to a show, uh my my final night in Amsterdam. Also, welcome back to the United States. Yeah, welcome back to the U.S. I'm back. We're all in the we're same in person. We're all in the same room. Bang 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 bang. bang, bang. bang. Yeah, okay. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Heather's really bad. <laughs> uh, I had a listener who I I think I've mentioned on the show before. Uh, he he was this uh guy who gave us a copy of uh Kabuki Quantum Fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. His name is Alwyn, and he came to my final show in uh. In Amsterdam, which was the night before I left, uh, I did a show at Boom Chicago called Time Plus Tragedy Equals Comedy. And uh, Mary Laws actually did a monologue for this show, too. Wow. It, was a, cool. it was a real real send off. But uh, in the second half of the show, we ask audience members to uh, give stories to inspire improv. And uh, he was in the audience and he uh, he talked about how much it meant to him to hear uh, welcome back, Bucket. Every week, and like how it had it had made one of his worst years of his life uh, digestible. That's why. Wow. So I'm fucking bringing it back permanently. It's wow. back. Welcome back, Bucket. Welcome back, Bucket. Welcome uh, for back, those of bucket. you who have uh, joined the show uh, in the last uh, couple of years and and have never heard this phrase. Uh, early on, when we used to play weird games or worst games. Uh, we uh, we pulled a few catchphrases from those games, and we played a game called "What the fuck was that game called?" What Tom? What Tom? Which was by the maker of Katamari Damacy, and I was quite delighted when a character in the game was introduced. <laughs> And on the full screen text said, Welcome back, Bucket. Uh, and I, I was like, that's a that's a great catchphrase. And so that's why I'm bringing it back. Was a fun was a fun game to experience. A little slight, but I'm glad oh, yeah. we played a little what time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I'm glad Welcome Back Bucket is back, and I'm glad you're back. I'm glad I'm back. I brought you guys some gifts here. Yes. Uh I brought Matt, you- don't crinkle. You're gonna set people's uh misophonia off. You know, to, to that, I say, I don't fucking care. Oh, my God. He's doing it. He's crinkling. Misophonia, 
Shut up. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Sorry to make anybody upset. Uh, you so, used to be able to eat a fucking peanut on an airplane, and now everybody's got misophonia. <laughs> you should just be able to crunch Cool Ranch Doritos directly into a microphone. Yeah. Now everyone's got misophonia. Oh, my God. That sounds so delicious. It's been a while since I've had a Dorito. Three months. Is yeah, it really. Three months yeah. since you've had a Dorito. I guess you were gone. You yeah, don't have any there. cool American Doritos. I did not. Over the, I did not Amsterdam? purchase any cool American Doritos. But what I brought back is uh, Drope, which is a Dutch licorice that is uh, dark and salty. Wow. Uh, and I, I, I talked to you guys on the show about it being a little bit different than American licorice. So I brought you both back bags of the best Drope out, U I T out. Uh, and I hope you enjoy your. It says this word world here word here uh mild zout. That means mild salt. Mild salt. Okay. Mild salt. Zout is salt. Uh and it also says Klepper on here. Is that the brand? I believe Klepper that's the and brand. Klepper. Up at the top it says that it has zonder uh which means no no gluten. No gluten. Uh no something else. No uh, gelatin? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh but with some kind of sea salt. Okay. I think I just got to rip into this. Yeah, rip into it. We're going to have this now? Yeah. Let's do it now. Have it now, right okay. on the show. And give me one, too, because I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to open this up. You had you, how, when, what was your first experience having this, Heather? Uh, when you go to the Netherlands and uh, you are there for any amount of time, you're like, oh, I, and I, you know, I moved there 20 years ago. So uh, my experience was pre the sort of, uh, food revolution. What are you? Uh, Abadag is laughing. I'm laughing because the candy is the logo. <laughs> it is the logo. It says Klepper on it, and it, you're presented with a black diamond, indi- yeah. indicating the intensity of this experience, yeah. like yeah. a like a steep ski slope. This is a black diamond candy. So there's things that you you you're you're given. It's like, oh, yeah. eat this, and one is a paper noten, which is like a, ty- a type of cookie. Uh, Bitterballin, which is like a gravy that's deep fried that is the best fucking shit on earth. That sounds amazing. It's incredible. Deep fried gravy. It's deep fried wow. gravy. And then, uh, you know, drop, which is uh, Dutch licorice, maybe German okay. licorice. Here I'm going to go. pull away from the microphone and start chewing. All right, I'm going to have a bite of this too. Are we all chewing? We're all going to be chewing at the same time? Are you, you? I'll let you two chew, and while you're chewing, I'll talk, and then I'll chew for a little bit. So this there's this reminded me, because I saw this specific, not this specific snack, but this kind of snack cited in a New Yorker piece I read uh, maybe last year, earlier this year, that was about the disgusting food museum in Sweden. <laughs> and there is a, it, it's written by a Chinese-American author, and they had their own experience. Uh, Ji Yang Fan is the, is the name of the, the author. Uh, and they had an experience where, like, their first encounter with cheese, they were disgusted because they didn't have really? it growing up. Like, they'd immigrated to the U.S. and never had cheese. And when they, they encountered, like, ricotta inside a, uh, a ravioli, they were like, this is fucking revolting. Um, and, but, you know, that's like a in a lot of cultures, it's a normal thing to eat. So just talking about how relative disgusting food is. And so there's a point where they have this snack. Um, and uh, let me just read this a couple of these, these paragraphs right here. The final ap- item was uh, was lacris dijolflar, a type of salmiac or salty licorice candy that is popular in Nordic count- countries. Easy, I thought. I don't love licorice, but its herbal taste reminds me of the medicinal soups that my mother fed me as a child. One second after I put the candy in my mouth, though, I spat it out with such force that it left a sticky mark on my screen. <laughs> 
Whereas Arens, Arens is the Swedish uh, person who is running the museum. Arens' mouth was curled into a smile. There was a bowl of the vile confection on his countertop. He ate two, emitting a satisfying mmm as he chewed. It's one of my favorite things, he said. But isn't it horribly salty and bitter, I asked, incredulous, clutching my glass of water. When the candy was in my mouth, I felt as if I was drowning in brackish seawater. That's what makes it good, he said. People naturally like foods they grew up eating. I don't know. It's it's, a, it's kind of a simple like sort of observation, but I I, I just yeah. I like the way this whole piece was written because it just talked about again the stuff being so relative. There's a Dutch. Uh, uh, I'm eating it now. There's a Dutch and German uh, cheese called quark, which is like a uh, yogurt adjacent food that is my favorite thing to have for breakfast. Wow. It is really high in protein, really low in sugar, and kind of reminds me of cheesecake. And it is so fucking good, and you can't get it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a couple companies that have tried to break through and 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 bring Quark to the U.S. And maybe you can get one of those brands at Whole Foods, but um, that's the thing. When I arrive, it's my first thing I buy at the grocery store, and when I leave, it's the first thing I miss. Wow. What do you think? What do you think of Drop? Um, I've still got a little chewing left. It's not bad. It is extremely salty, which I don't mind. The licorice flavor I don't love, and the gummy texture I don't love. I know yeah, you don't you, like this gummy. This is why this came up, because gummy is ain't yummy, according to you. Gummy ain't yummy, yeah. Uh, I'm a gummy guy. I'm a, like, I'm a licorice guy. I like licorice. I also like salt. This is what, I know this isn't the point of the movie, but this is what I would think licorice pizza would taste like. I'm just going to let, like sit with that for a second and really let that rock my world like it right just did. yeah uh that's really interesting uh i do i think i do like this i'm not a black licorice person that's not like my main go-to i'm like a red licorice like sweet candy licorice basically mm-hmm. there are these licorice bites at trader joe's that are nice and thick and there are they're really really fucking good they're good they're not like this though but this are they are they red licorice bites they, they well here's the thing yeah they can be red. They can be, okay. Sometimes they have yellow, sometimes they have green. Yellow? I know. I look, it's what they got there. Sometimes they're purple even. Wow. They're really doing all sorts of different flavors here. In my mind, black licorice tastes bad. Mm-hmm. This doesn't taste like how I thought that would. And I, if we're giving this snack or whack. Hmm. Weird system. <laughs> no that if we're going to rake this snack or whack. An arbitrary. I think. I think this is a snack. I think this is good. Uh, I didn't hate it like I anticipated I might. It is it is bizarre and specific. The texture's doing a lot for me too. Like it's easy to it's easy to get down. I I, I did like it, and then it wasn't salty upon bite, mm-hmm. but it was like it got saltier as I started to chew, and it became sort of like a funny like salt surprise kind of. I actually want to try one of these. I wish it was more salty. I like a saltier drop. But this is the sort Perfect. of like Alex is in- shaking his head vigorously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living through you guys. Uh, uh, yes, thank you. So that's uh, that's that's it for my. Uh, Can you tell us what what about this like you love? The taste. It's really salty. It's aggressively salty. It's not salty enough. I've had saltier. It's, wow. it's milds out. Milds out. Wow. It needs to be maximum zout. But you were saying you like it with like salt crystals on it. Yeah. I like I like a saltier drope and yeah. a harder drope. But are you like a black licorice person in no. general? No. No. I don't like I don't like a regular I mean I'm I'm fine with yeah. regular licorice, so, but I don't like like it's it was the addition of the salt that mm-hmm. made it like, oh, 
what a delicious treat. Like you, you don't think about it for a while. And then uh, unlike most candies, which I feel like you eat candy and then you're like, I've had enough. And you kind of feel like kind of gross. Right. Yeah. With, with this, the flavor profile is such that you have one and you put it away for like five minutes and then you're like, and I could go for I another go one. For, I could go for another one of those. Yeah. Uh, the flavor is not like uncommon to me. It does sort of have that, like we were talking about this before, uh, that sort of like star anise. Yep. Like mm, taste sure, kind yeah, of, yeah. where like black licorice that I'm used to, I like can't place what that is. Yeah. Like I don't understand it. Yeah, this I like. I do get, and I do. I I did enjoy that bite. Uh, it's a good. It's a good drill. I also like looking at Dutch, like the language, because it looks like how English would look if I couldn't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the back where the yeah. fir- that top word? <laughs> yeah, Jeffelikte <laughs> Likitir. Sure. Met the Yankoop van de best drop out. Yeah, yeah. It looks like the text in like a prop book, like yeah. for a movie. <laughs> uh, I just want to say thanks to all the uh, friends I I made in the Netherlands, all the listeners who came out to the shows. Uh, I can't wait to come back to your perfect country. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and until then, I'm I'm. Uh, Gonna struggle over here and try not to get shot. <laughs> or, you do a pretty good job or, most of the time. Or civil ward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Heather, thank you so much for bringing these to us. You're yeah, welcome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, well, hey, this month's We Play, You Play, that's when we dedicate a full episode to discussing one game, is going to be Shadow of the Colossus, because you demanded it. Uh, we're going to be talking about that, that that next Monday, the election September 25th. <laughs> <laughs> oh, about, yeah, because on Discord? I yeah, see, right. I see, yes. Yeah, uh, the, the, voting, the voting happened on our Discord, and the, the votes were tallied, and people were upset. Yeah. But we're still going forward with Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus. I don't think people should be upset because this is a classic game and there'll be this will be fascinating to talk about, especially with this is Matt's first experience with it. Yes. Um and Heather, I know this is a beloved game for you, and I'd love to hear I'd love to get to unpack that. Um what's it, it ha, is everyone playing it already? Because yep. I've, I've been playing it. What's yeah. what's our Colossi Feld count? Uh I've done eleven. Wow, okay. Pretty I've, good. I've nice. done eleven. Nice. I've taken out seven as, as of this point. I mean, it's not the longest game. I've I've taken out five, but mm-hmm. it's mostly because I've been traveling and relocating and unpacking. Yeah. I'm going to have some more Colossi slaying yeah. time yeah, over the next I, week and change. I'm absolutely on pace to finish it. We're going to finish it. Yeah, we'll all finish uh, it. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it next yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, so look for that and play along if you like. Well, or- in the remastered version, there's 85 Colossi. <laughs> okay, wait. Then I'm very behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a joke, am, listener. That's a joke. I am playing the remaster. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Playing the remaster. Yeah. Though now that I'm home, I could pop in the original and 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 see how it compares. Yeah, I played the original. I'm 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 thinking what I'm going to do is watch a PS2 play. I don't fucking talk about this next week. I don't need to talk about what we're gonna do. What we're gonna talk about. But I I'll, I think I'm gonna watch a PS2 playthrough at minimum just to get it re- like reorient myself of like this feels like the game I remember, but I know it's not the game I remember. I I'm gonna so I have. The fat PS3. Wow. Uh, 
that I don't leave plugged in and only plug in for specific retro gaming experiences where I don't want to like play them on my P- uh, PVM or anything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I could drop in Shadow of the Colossus and, and play it literally on the same screen as my uh, my current PS5, wow. PS4 playthrough mm. and, and, and compare them That's head to cool. head. See what happens. I should have got that original PS3. Then I had one. Get one. Get one. Can I get one now? Yeah, get one off eBay or some shit. Okay. Like they they play PS2 games over HDMI, which is the only reason to have one. Uh, yeah. That and you can like put a memory like a like a you can, <laughs> There's so much shit that that original PS3 can do that nobody needs. Such a like, weird fucking system, yeah. Like you can put in your your photo cards from your camera into it. And like look at your like picture. your SD card yeah. is such like nobody was using it for that but no. it, but Sony was like this is going to be the centerpiece of the living room and people are going to take photos and they're going to bring them home and they're going to show their friends. That's always so funny like when technology sort of just like takes a like takes a chance yeah. on other technology. Like I had this TV for a long time that um, had like a dock for an iPod. Nice. And like, which became uh, obsolete within like two iPods, right, like it yeah. just didn't yeah. fit. Um, and then now I see I, there's this commercial. I can't remember what car it's for, but um, it has that. Um, it has like MagSafe charging for uh, iPhones, and I'm like, well, that's going to be. We might not be doing that in like yeah. four years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it's just funny that like you, especially with like a car, something you're going to have for, for like ten years or more, probably. Well, all of the all of the lightning as of today, mm-hmm. uh, the new iPhones use USB C. That was announced. Yes. Uh, so all of these cars with built-in lightning connection, like yeah. that's all obsolete. I have so many fucking lightning cables. Uh, I I am going like to say Zeus over here. I am like Zeus. Um, I I I am going to say that the 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 that's like a that was a Euro like European courts ruling that yeah. provoked that right. Yep. It was so it's so strange, and they were just like, well, you know, it's easier. We'll just make them USB C. Well, it's because worldwide they they want and to eliminate waste in yeah. the EU. They were like. Guys, we got to stop making all these proprietary cables. What a bunch of junk and garbage. Mm-hmm. Get one fucking cable. Because, like, it's not like... I'm in favor of that. I love that. Yeah, when DVDs or VHS or any of that shit was out, like, people weren't like, well, I have I have VHS A. Oh, uh, yeah, I've yeah. got DVD B. Uh, so I need a totally different DVD B player. Like, right. one cable... We're done. Well, there are attempts at that, and then one format becomes dominant, and then they're just like, you know what? We'll just focus everything on this one format. You know, yeah. it's like that's the VHS beta or the the what was the what was the I feel like I don't remember exactly what DivX was, but that was a thing. But yeah. then there was the HD DVD Blu-ray. That was a whole yep actual like uh, defeated you know, by the aforementioned PS3. There you go, guys. Speaking of iPhones coming out uh, today in the iPhone conference. The new iPhones have this fancy graphics chip that will allow you to play Resident Evil 4 remake, fucking Death Stranding, and the new Assassin's Creed game. Is the iPhone a viable gaming platform? Not as a phone, but... Not... Wait, what? Not as a phone. Like, you're not just going to hold your phone like a phone and play Resident Evil 4. Right, but you'd snap shit onto it. Yeah, but I but I think the thing is because those those are additional those are add-ons. I feel like that in and of itself, like 
it, it limits its reach, right? Because it, it's just like anytime you're making like something for a console that requires a peripheral, a developer is going to be like, well, I'm not going to do this thing that requires the peripheral because that limits the the you know the number of people yeah. who are going to be able to buy this thing. I feel like the same thing will happen with app development. Now, what you're saying about like, could you will ports come to 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 phone and could you use phone as like a console? I think so, but I don't think it's going to become like the dominant thing. But I could be completely wrong. I think if 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 TVs. All the TVs that I've used in the last five years have been like AirPlay compatible, mm-hmm. like just built into the actual TV. And I feel like if you could, if your phone was your gaming console and you could just toss it on the counter and Bluetooth the controller to it and then play it on your TV. Uh, but which controller and which, you know, what are we using here? You could use a PlayStation controller. But then do you just have a PlayStation? What? I mean, I feel like people yeah. aren't buying a PlayStation controller just to have a PlayStation controller. But they they sell them at the Apple store. Yeah, I know. But I mean, I, I just feel like there's an extra step here that is I going do. to be the kind of people who... I agree. Yeah, the kind of people who are already want, interested in playing these games are just going to have a console. So, so then, I don't know. So then perhaps what Apple should do is uh, release iPhone Gaming Edition, which just has a controller in the box. See, that would be smart. And if they do something like that, I think they could make a real, take a real, have a real go at it. But I don't know how much interested they are in that. Because, yeah, like I, I subscribed to Apple Arcade for a little bit. And yeah, me too. I didn't like find any of the games to be like that. Yeah. Like fun or interesting. Yeah. Like the Fantasian was the one that I was interested in, but I didn't ever play it. Like It's, it's bundled with my Apple subscription. Yeah. Because I have the the you know one one, yeah. one thing, and I have never opened it. Yeah, Apple Fantasian. Ar- Apple Arcade is like invisible. That said, all it takes is like a Ted Lasso. In the same with Apple TV, no one ever was like, "Yeah, Apple TV." And then there's like one hit, and then pe- all of a sudden people are paying attention to it. Like if they had one game that really broke through, they could potentially get people onto it. But I I don't know. I mean. I just think like it's uh, uh, fuck. I'm trying not to say the medium is the message, but I think that is the thing. Like I think the medium is the message when it comes to gaming, and your input device is such a huge part of it. And mm-hmm. I feel like if people don't have the same input device, that the 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 software that's going to be dominant on it is just it it, it it's 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 going to be stuff that that conforms to uh, the default, right? It's going to be stuff that it's going to be stuff like Candy Crush that plays well on an iPhone, right? Because like, but the other thing is. I don't want to be playing games like that on my phone. No, that's the other thing. No, like because I got the fucking, I got a controller. I am a gaming enthusiast. I got yeah. the what the what the is backbone? that fucking thing? I got a backbone, and I was playing. Ga- I was like streaming games yeah. on my phone for a little bit, and I reached a certain point. Is like this isn't. I like. I'd rather be playing it on a switch, like dedicated hardware, because I'd rather be playing this on a screen. I want my phone like a, to like be my screen. phone. Yes, yeah. And like, if I get a notification, you know, I'm playing Death Stranding. I got a freaking Amber Alert or something. Immersion broken. I have those turned off. <laughs> so, but but here can I a, can I do a yeah. Matt and Nick joke? Please. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> playing Death Stranding, your character always has an Amber Alert because of that BB on his chest. Very good. That is really good. I don't have any notes, Matt. Do you have any notes? Um. Why don't we just keep going? Uh, yeah, because like we'll just like talk about it afterwards. Yeah, let's get the notes at the yeah. end. We'll just sort I think of like. If I'm being honest, uh-huh. I'm like too mad to like give a note, <laughs> a constructive note. Here, here's here's what I think it is. I because I, I don't think I'm articulating myself well, but 
the thing about the backbone is because it's another piece of hardware that I have to detach or or, or you know remove from my phone. Yeah. That in and of itself is enough of an obstacle where I don't use it. And I, it's the same way as like like it's such a pain in the ass to like take the case off of your phone and put it back on. It's not that much of a pain in the ass, but it's just enough yeah. work where you don't do it all that often. This is unfortunately why I think a PlayStation Portal almost works. Yeah. Because the for this exact reason. Because if I want to remote play from my phone, I have to take my fucking phone case off. Right. I got to get this thing on and smack it on my phone. And then it's also not the right buttons. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so then the portal has the buttons that I want, and it's all one thing, but it also sucks because it's not anything. It's Matt, just Matt, I think play. I think in the spring of next year, you and I are going to have two really funny techs technologies yeah i think you're gonna have the portal i yeah. think it's coming for you i think you're gonna do it i'll have it by november if i have it and yeah. and i'm gonna have apple vision pro and it's gonna be so funny when june of next year neither of us are using those things no yeah no <laughs> absolutely in the same way that like i have a dusty uh meta quest 2 uh or whatever it's called man we were so hyped about the about vr for a bit and yeah. i think that's another I, I still thing am. I am still hyped for it too, but it's just enough of an obstacle where I don't play. I don't use it all that often. I don't play games on it all that often. Fucking, I as love soon it as so much. I expect you to die three comes out, yeah. I'm back in. Because those games are, I love those games. If it wasn't so blazingly hot where I play video games, yeah. I would have a dedicated VR setup permanently. Because I love it. I just want to get the racing wheel and pedals and seat and drive in Gran Turismo all the fucking time. I want to see the Gran Turismo movie. I didn't. I didn't see it either. I didn't see it either. I heard it was not bad. My mom liked it. Yeah, I heard it was pretty good. My mom doesn't know that it's a, didn't know it was a video game. She just like went to go see the movie. It feels weird. Like, I think, I think part of the way, why we didn't cover it is it feels weird to be like reviewing a movie right now, a, yeah. new, a new movie in theaters, but uh, I, don't know, I should see it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I'll see it at some point. It'll yeah. be on, uh, you know. PlayStation VR. It'll be on. It'll be on PlayStation VR too. I'm gonna watch yeah. that shit on Apple Vision. I'm so <laughs> yeah. fucking excited. And did I, you guys wait, guys? Hold on though, because I love. This is the only place I get to talk about like technology stuff. Two things. One, did you see that the new iPhone shoots in 3D? You yes, said that's that. wild. Yeah, that I is can't really find, crazy. I'm so, so fucking excited. And the new watch, you you touch your own fingers together to activate it. It's so you don't what? have to touch the screen anymore. Because they're trying to incorporate spatial computing into like the language of how we use our bodies mm. and computers. Wow. So the new fucking phone or new watch, you touch, like if you want to open a thing, you touch your own fingers together and it opens it on your watch. Uh, I love that. I mean, I, I don't know how it'll work in practice. I love that in theory. But that all that, that just makes me think of like, I feel I get so frustrated with futurist stuff, like futurist sci-fi when it's just like. I feel like it's lazy and like they still have just like laptops and like tablets and shit. And just like because that's not where we're headed technologically. We're headed towards like fewer screens and fewer input devices. It's shit like that that we're going to have in a few years. Yeah. And when I when I can like literally in just a few weeks touch my fingers together to right. like text somebody without that anything really on my crazy. fucking fingers. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't wait. And then I'm going to have the the goggles on. I'm going to record a whole show in the goggles. <laughs> uh, I'm, I've learned that I, I expect you to die three is out. 
and I didn't I didn't even know. There's not messaging for VR games in the same it way really, that there are there other really games. Isn't. Like the PSVR 2 is such an incredible piece of tech and you do not fucking see it. Like nobody is pushing it should be on the splash page of my PlayStation every day should be sh- saying, "Hey, play this game in VR." But it's not. Yeah, that's a weird. It's 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 weird because the technology is like you were saying. It, it it feels like there's a lot of new places for it to to go. It, it's going to be explored in a lot of interesting ways. There's already a lot of compelling content onto it, and it, but instead, it feels like they're trying to push everyone towards like cloud gaming. Ugh. You know, that's that's instead where we're. I don't want that shit. I, know, I already I know either. about Final Fantasy Seven. Nice. I get it. I get it. See, because when I position it as a joke that I would say, like a Matt and Nick joke, then I'm like, oh, that's OK. I get you it. You just got to like rewire your brain just yeah. a little bit. Again, we'll talk about this after the show. We'll yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, but right now, let's talk about what video games we've been playing. It's time for what are you playing? What are you playing? Wow. Uh, I'll start and I'll go fast because I'm playing. I'm still playing Sea of Stars in addition to Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, and, and shortly after, just I think the day after we recorded our last episode, I got to a big plot twist, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's kind of nice." I wasn't quite expecting that. I will say the story to me is perfectly functional. This is for anyone who uh, uh, hasn't listened to recent episodes and is familiar with this game. This is a a throwback uh, JRPG that came out this year uh, by Sabotage Studio, and it is just kind of a loving tribute to the mid-90s uh, 16-bit and 32-bit RPGs of the era. And it is, uh, but I would say the fun, the story just like gets the job done. It's perfectly that, and I kind of actually like that. I was talking to a friend about this, and it was like, I, I I'm glad it's not like subverting like the tropes of this or mm-hmm. anything. I'm glad it's just sort of like you know what this kind of feels like. This would have been like uh, some game called like uh, Sky Legends of Tomorrow from like you know that that was never released outside of Japan uh, from 1994 and I, I, I like that it's just like a straight ahead narrative uh, the thing another thing I really like is that the animation is so good in this game both the full screen cinematics that they go to on rare occasion they're few and far between and they're very brief but when they do it they're they're very beautiful uh, but then also just the character animation just both the boss fights which we've talked which I've talked about. Uh, they're just, they're so, they're so detailed. Um, but also just like the sprites of the individual characters. I mean, like a cape flapping in the breeze, those sorts of things just have so many frames of animation. Uh, and uh, it, it just, it's just such great craft. Uh, I'm, I'm at the point, kind of the mid game where the world has opened up. I mm-hmm. have a, I have a ship and so I can like kind of like traverse the whole world and choose where to go and decide what to do. And that's a lot of fun. Um, I feel like the way that that your characters progress and level, it feels like each level actually feels like you're achieving something because uh, like enough time passes between leveling up and, you know, each each level feels consequential, uh, which isn't always the case with these sorts of games. So, yeah, I just think it's really well executed. I'll have some more coher- cohesive thoughts uh, when I finish this bad boy, which I tend to do in the coming weeks. But yeah, Sea Stars, sticking with it. Remind me, what, a lot of fun. what platform are you playing it on? I'm playing it on on uh, PC. Okay. It's on Game Pass. Uh, so you yes. can play it on Xbox and, and PlayStation. It's also, or on uh, Xbox and PC. I think it's also on PlayStation Plus. It is, yeah. Yeah, so you can, it, it's on everything. You can play it on Switch if you want. I played the demo on Switch. Pretty nice. Yeah. Pretty nice. Nicely uh, done. Matt, what are you playing? Okay, well, yeah, I put a lot of time in on this month's uh, We Play, You Play. Uh, excited to talk about that. Um, but I'm still playing Baldur's Gate 3 and Fuck yeah, here we fucking go. I last last 
I with this game for some reason I talked about this I think a couple of weeks ago where there's like periods of time when I'm playing the game where I'm not really quite sure what I'm supposed to be doing or where I'm supposed to go but I'm just sort of like vibing kind of and just like kind of walking around and seeing what's going on and uh you know something happens that I don't like I just sort of reload and just kind of go back a little bit not too far you know uh but I like discovered what I'm supposed to be doing where I'm at right now and I'm like I'm thrilled I'm so excited wow I, but I'm worried about um finishing act two too soon so I like I sort of left what I'm supposed to be doing for a little bit and have gone um just exploring a little bit uh and it's interesting because I like don't I I don't want to finish it like yeah. I, I I just like don't want to be done with it at all um and I know that there's still a lot more to do but also the idea of starting a new game as like a new character and and like doing stuff that I didn't do the first time yeah is also like a daunting idea as well and like I don't I want to I want to see this game through and I know that I'm gonna want to play it again, but I like, d- like also don't want to do that. Like <laughs> it just seems like it's just too much. Uh, it's a lot of game, but I um, I just I just really love it. I just it's like it's really such a uh, like a special game, and I um, I'm excited about. I think I think I'm pretty close to finishing Act Two, and um, I might decide to just press on and I because I don't think there's anything other than side quests on the on the other side of what I'm supposed to be doing uh and like I found I found one that it was like kind of interesting that you know you're doing something and then you complete a, a task and you're sort of like well I don't even know if that was like the right thing I don't even know I was supposed to do that like if the outcome is the outcome you wanted or if it's like an outcome because you just don't know like I, I meant that's this. Like, that's like the vaguest catch-all explanation of every quest in the game. <laughs> sort of, right? We're like, I met this kid. Yeah. I met this kid, and he was like playing hide and seek mm-hmm. in like these like dark woods, and mm. I answered wrong, and then he started to attack me with ghosts, and I was just like, well, I have to like kill these ghosts, and then he disappeared, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, well, like where did, where the fuck did he go? What's going on? Like I I don't know what I'm supposed to be actually. D- like doing am i gonna see this kid again like he attacked me right so we'll see if i ever see him again but uh like i don't even know if i was like if i should have not engaged in that fight at all or what i was supposed you know you just never really know if you're supposed to be doing something it's the kind of game you want to finish so that you can read on about everything you missed and did wrong Mm -hmm. because there's there's just like so much in it yes because i think it's the idea of having a playthrough of it that's like comprehensive is not possible. Impossible, right? Yeah. Like you can't do that. So you sort of have to like let that go, and um, and then just like kind of see what happens. I went to a jail cell in one of the parts mm-hmm. that I was in, and then like it was after I like reloaded, and I never went back there. And I was like, I should go back there. That was like a cool part. But I think something else that I did made the events of what was going on in that jail cell area, no. Like, it, it's, it doesn't matter now. None, mm. none of it matters. So it's just, um, I just didn't think when I started playing this game that I'd still be playing it now. Like, that, not that I thought I'd be done. Yeah. I thought I just would have bounced off of it. Right. By this point, because it's such a big game, it's a little overwhelming. But I'm playing this game 
at least an hour a night every single night. Yeah, I can't wait to get back to it. Yeah. I also am playing Baldur's Gate 3. Wow. Um, now that it's out for PS5, I can play the actual client. Um, and uh, man, the game is such a fucking vibe. I have accidentally killed so many people. <laughs> so like, because I'm playing a thief criminal, I'm like, well, I'm going to role play that I break into every fucking thing I can and I pickpocket as much as possible. Problem is, you know, when you're an early level, pickpocketing, you're going to get caught a lot. Sure. Uh, when you break into a place, people are going to be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? <sighs> it's early enough in the game that I think I can say, you know, in the Druid Village... I uh, broke into some storeroom to like see what was in there. And there's like a, a, a woman in there who's paralyzed. And, and I was like, well, I want to go into the chest behind you. And she starts screaming. And then like all her friends descended. And I ended up having to murk like half of the village yeah. before any of the story happens. And then later met like somebody else. And, and nothing happened. Like I kill all these people. Mm -hmm. And then nothing happened to me. And I was like shit did the rest of the town were they okay with this no nobody saw it so i get to leave that area and then there's no nobody's coming after me but then much later in the game somebody showed up and was like i saw what you did <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh my god and i execute that person yeah like in the middle of the woods and that's a full quest that somebody else who I hadn't met was like, hey, I need you to do me a favor. There's this person in the woods that uh, that we really want to kill. Um, and I was like, well, I don't really have a choice. I, I can't negotiate the morality of whatever this quest was going to be because I've already killed this person because I accidentally had to kill all of her friends in the Druid Village. Excellent fucking game. Uh, another great thing, I got trapped in some cave. Uh set off a trap and got barricaded in between like a wall of of bad guys uh -huh. and a and a and a trap behind me that had been that blocked the exit. Yeah. It took me no fucking joke 3 hours to work my way through this encounter. Wow. Because the things that were attacking me, I'm so I'm so dedicated to not save scumming in this game. Yeah. Because it's funny. Couldn't be me. It's yes. so fucking funny. <laughs> I've saved scummed once, and it was when I accidentally chose the wrong choice in a dialogue tree. And then I was like, fuck, that isn't what I wanted to say. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't want to lose all of my inspiration points to get out of that dialogue. So I saved scum there. But otherwise, I'm trapped in this hallway. There's bugbears. Like a like a fleet of fucking bugbears with like mm -hmm. huge weapons. I have to disconnect myself from my own party and hide them around corners because the bugbears could one shot everybody. And then I hide behind a rock and one arrow at a fucking time <laughs> pick off through sneak attack each of these bugbears. And each time I kill one of them, I get huge amounts of XP because I'm not supposed to be there. And then I was still trapped and had to take all of the crates around me and build a bridge so that I could jump across a thing so that I could get out of this this area I don't believe I was supposed to be in. And I was like, this game is so fucking good that I'm I'm positive I was supposed to die where I was. Mm -hmm. Right. And I didn't have to. And that felt free. And I think it ties into our topic for the week mm. is that like, 
The idea of gaming freedom is so alluring. Like the idea that like in D&D, the tabletop game, you can do literally anything you can come up with to be translated into a video game with all of the D&D rules sort of intact where it's like, yeah, okay, you can, yeah, like I can hear the exhausted DM looking at my choices in the game that I'm playing and being like, Okay, you do one damage. Uh, you this look this bugbear. Ha- it's going to take you eighty six turns to kill it this way. <laughs> and I'm like, let's fucking go. <laughs> so, yeah, I love it. I love Baldur's wow. Gate. Uh, I also want to say, you know, we like product on this show. Love yeah, product. we love, love product. product. I after my um. My 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 paycheck came for the comic book that I wrote. Nice. I immediately turned it around and I bought the Disco Elysium jacket. Wow, wow that's cool. let's fucking go. Where did you find it? It's on the website. You can just buy it directly from them. Yeah, still? They're, they're, I thought they were sold out. They're ma- well. Let's see if if they're currently sold out. Uh, hold on, I'll look this up. I want I want to time this out so that when you show up wearing the jacket, I'm also wearing the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh. I want to get the actually I'll get the alt one that says fuck the world on the back. <laughs> All right, let's see. The current the the disco animal jacket mm-hmm. is made to order now. Wow. So you can purchase That's cool. the jacket uh that uh our protagonist who I won't spoil their name uh wears in the uh opening acts of this game. Oh, it's his jacket. I thought it was Kim's jacket. No, it's his jacket. Oh, that's cool. It's the fucking green jacket. Let's that's fucking hell. It's so anyway, yeah, and it has like Disco Elysium uh interior like uh textures yeah. on the inside of the jacket and then also that sort of mysterious square like raised portion of the jacket on mm-hmm. the back. So yeah, I I got the jacket. And it gives you plus one to drama. That's nice. <laughs> it gives you, let's, it, I think it says what the, uh, yeah, stats, what were the stats are. On it that? says plus one to composure, plus one to electrochemistry uh, is the uh, stats on the go. on the jacket. Um, and it's uh yeah it's I can't wait to wear that fucking shit all fall. That's fantastic. Uh, but I want you to it, you should I, I want you to plug your comic book because you should remind people that it's. Uh, oh. What you worked on and when is that? When they, how they can get it? Am I allowed to plug a comic? You can yeah. plug a comic, absolutely. Not covered by. It WGA. looks like it's Harley Quinn number thirty-one. There it is, Harley Quinn number thirty-one. I do a Evangelion-inspired short. That's awesome. Yep, yep. Uh, and well, and maybe I'll be appearing in a future uh, comic book as well. Wow. Oh. Okay. Look. Not for me that. personally, but like the writing. That's very cool. Uh, and hey, it, uh, the, you're right, Heather. That was a nice segue into our topic. It's another dialogue tree episode where we're talking about open world games. Hey, speaking of open world games, you got an open bag of drope right there. Can I have another? Uh, drope? <laughs> of course, <laughs> drope yours. Go nuts. You don't like it? Uh, I I don't know if I'm gonna eat more of them, but I'm glad I ate one. So I I, I don't you know I I don't know where to begin this. I mean, hey, this I guess this will be kind of like a free flowing discussion as befitting the topic. But I, I my, my thought was to just start it off by asking what makes a good open world game in your experience. 
I mean, Matt, do you have a take? Do you have a do you have a, do you have an idea of like open or even just open world games that you've liked in the past? Well, right. Like I feel like a lot of like I was thinking about like when did I first interface with an open world game because that does sort of feel like that is un like it feels like it's like a newer type of game, but it's still, like definitely not right. Like. um a lot of the like I was thinking about when would I have played one, and a lot of them I played a lot of them on the PlayStation Two. PlayStation Two had quite a few. Yep. Um, and I would even consider. I, I mean, it's definitely this is not an open world game, but because there are like there aren't load screens, but there are load points that are hidden in the game, like in Pokemon. Like the whole map is accessible. Hmm. Like and like you can you need certain things to get through. To different parts of the game but often the rest of the town or wherever you're trying to go is behind a rock or behind a like a tree that you have to cut down oh sure right yeah there's some gating in terms of that yeah. like that's like kind of the metroidvania approach right. it's like there's certain sectors of the the game map you can't reach until you have a, a certain item or a certain experience level but like as far as like my first open worlds like i'll count jack two jack two was like uh, oh sure sort yes. of the Grand Theft Auto of the Jack and Daxter. Uh, uh, you said Jack franchise. two, and for whatever reason, I was thinking of Jackass number two. Because I, uh, like, I know I was like, mm, okay, <laughs> yeah, Jackass number two is definitely they sort of it's do open, open the world, world up movie. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, especially when you know you got Steve and Pontius over at the Wild Boys. Um, no, the, the the character action game from the the PlayStation two, the yes. Jack and Daxter second entry, and you know. There's a Spider-Man 2 game coming out. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And I've talked about this sure. game quite a bit, but the Spider-Man 2 movie tie-in video game is an open world, you know, it's open New York. They they were the first ones to do this. And, uh, you go to all five boroughs. Yeah. Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx, and Staten Island. That's right. And uh, a certain king presides over there, if you will. Um, I actually think you can. You were only in Manhattan, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I think you can only do Manhattan. You're only one of the boroughs. But the whole borough is there. <laughs> there you go. And uh, that's all you need. It's the best one. <laughs> fuck the other boroughs. Oh, boy. The Bronx is going to be livid. Yes. Bronx is burning here. Hey, in J-Lo, that. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> all right? <laughs> what else you got? Doug Heffernan's over there in Queens. He's the king. <laughs> He's losing his mind. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to hear that for weeks. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like that, like, and then obviously, like the Grand Theft Auto uh, trilogy of PlayStation Two games are all open world. Oh yeah, no, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, but um, and then, but then, like, I feel like those. Oh, and Simpsons Hit and Run was a big one as well. Where like the, oh, the entire map, yeah, all sure. of Springfield is in there, right? But I feel like open world now is like a different thing, where it's like. It's a now it's a type of game like it's like there's not just you don't just do what it like the story. Those are all pretty linear stories for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But now open world is like, yeah, there are like there's missions, there's quests or whatever. But you can kind of just kind of do whatever you want. It's kind of become you're right. It's kind of become a genre designation as, yes. a pro, as opposed to, hey, this is a this is an RPG where you kind of have the freedom to roam or this is an action game where you yeah. can kind of go anywhere. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like open world is kind of its own genre, its own expectations. Uh, Heather, how about you? I feel like the first open world game I played was so overwhelming that I was so confused. And, and so it's in 1996. My parents bought me Daggerfall. Oh yeah. Uh for, for I also played the Elder Scrolls 2. Which I've just I looked up. I played this up, on PC. Uh 
completion time on howlongtobeat.com for Daggerfall. Give me give me a guess on 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 the hours it would take you to play and and finish Elder Scrolls 2 Daggerfall. I never came close to finishing it and it's very bloated and because you're thinking it's a high number I'm going to say 110 hours. Yeah, I would think it'd have to be somewhere in the hundreds. I'll I'll go I'll go the over maybe. I'll say 130 hours. Oh boy, you guys are close but off. 292 <laughs> hours. Is that is that the completionist yeah. or is that too? How that's completion time, how long to beat? 292 <laughs> hours. The walk time to get from one side of the map to the other is 69 hours. It, it's interesting because that game and and that game in Arena which I also played. We talked about Elder Scrolls I feel like in a recent episode, but that game and, and Arena which I also played were both like they kind of felt like prototypes. They didn't really know what the fuck they were doing. They were just like, well, we'll just make a big empty world and then with the second one, they're like, well, we'll just make it even bigger. And like sprawl was sort of like the, they, they, I don't know, this endless sprawl was kind of the innovation. But I, I, I didn't know, like, I, like as a kid being given Daggerfall, I was like, I don't have any fucking idea what I'm supposed to be doing in yeah. this game. And also, we didn't have a high-end PC. So like, it chugged. Yes. It fucking chugged. Like like a monster would come up to me and it would be like five frames per second. I'd be like, I don't know what I'm doing. But that was my first exposure to an op- like a truly open world game. It was also a super buggy game. Just that that just made me think of I had a, I had one interaction in that game where I like either stole something from a merchant or sold something to a merchant. And afterwards, uh, like there was like an integer era error, and I just had infinite gold. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so that game, I don't know if you'd consider the early King's Quest games open world, but they could be because you could go anywhere on the map and you could do mm. anything in any particular order, but you could only solve puzzles in certain orders. I feel like, but I feel like the classic answer here is Grand Theft Auto 3 is when on the on the console when you're like oh I can go anywhere and do anything and yeah. I don't have to do this in any particular order 100% and I think that is the the modern like 3D you know console version of an open world game and I, I think that is like the the absolutely the uh, uh, uh you know the thing that 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 kind of led to this this big uh, burgeoning of this of this genre um I for me, I go back to an NES game, uh, one of the most famous NES games, The Legend of Zelda. Oh, like yes. that is just like the most the first time I felt like, oh, I could just go around. And I remember being disoriented when I played that for the first time. Like, I had to go back and like read the instruction manual and try to understand what this game, what the goal of this game was, because I only played games where I progressed through levels. And so like I got to. Uh, like I got to a pond where there's a fairy and the fairy surrounded me with hearts. And I was like, did I finish the level? Like I didn't understand what was happening, mm. but the idea that you could just kind of move around and try different tasks in different order. And like you were saying with Pokemon, it's also like gated in terms of what, what uh, parts of the environment you could explore based on, you know, whether or not you have bombs or a raft or a ladder or what have you, you get these items uh, through progressing through dungeons, but you can do a lot of different things in different order. And you can try to go to higher level areas uh, before you're quote unquote ready. 
Uh, so that one, and then that also, because I was looking at a list of open world games, that reminded me of another game that I also played and never really understood as a kid called Hydlide, which apparently had, was uh, a predated Zelda and had some influence on Zelda. And it's just kind of, it's a much cruder version of it, but it's the same sort of thing. Um, it's got more, a little like bit more. in there and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's a little bit more crass. It's kind of the jackass number two of uh, <laughs> NES games. Um, but it's it's got like a, it's like the, the combat system is more like an RPG combat system in my memory. But that also makes me think of PC RPGs of the era. Like, and a big one for me was uh, Might and Magic World of Zine, which was a game that was a really ambitious game. It was Martin Might and Magic Clouds of Zine and Might and Magic Dark Side of Zine uh, and the the fourth and the fifth entries of the franchise and then they introduced like an expansion uh, that that let you join the two games together so you could go back and forth between the two worlds. It was basically like a flat world much like our Earth. It was like a flat world (laughs) and there was one side which was the Clouds of Zine side and then there were portals that would take you to the dark side of Zine which Uh was the other side of the world uh, and uh, you could play through the the full game both games in either order jumping between them. It was like a, like a really like a kind of like bold uh, thing that they tried and, and technologically impressive thing that they tried in the mid-90s. Uh, but that was the first time I was like, oh, I can go to the dark side of Zine where all the enemies are a little bit tougher and you level a little faster. And then when I go back to the clouds of Zine, like the, the, the uh, uh, you know, le- like progression is trivial because I can kind of like speed through things because I'm over leveled. That was the first time I kind of encountered that. Um, and then and then Fallout like one and two were also like ones where it's like, oh, it yeah. opens up pretty early. And obviously Fallout three and and uh, when Bethesda takes over kind of goes in that direction as well. But yeah, I, Grand Theft Auto three is a big one. I think that the 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 fundamental defining principle of an open world game mm-hmm. is, is it funny? Not because <laughs> not 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 is it written to be funny? But yeah. can funny stuff happen? Because otherwise, it's not truly, to me, an open world. Mm. Because, like, stuff can't sort of just happen. Like, Daggerfall is funny because, like, people, like, accidentally kill themselves. Yeah, it's completely broken. Um, Grand Theft Auto 3 is funny because, like, you can see somebody run into traffic in a panic and they get hit. And yeah. that none of that was, like, scripted. In the game, I feel like there's a threshold that is crossed by a game when stuff starts to get funny because the world has these emergent principles in it. And that's part of what makes Baldur's Gate doesn't feel open worldy to me Hmm. because it isn't funny. Like nothing funny is happening. Like stuff like characters aren't doing their own thing. They're all like waiting for you to interact with them so that you can unlock the next story section or whatever. But from what I can like, but Red Dead Redemption, like constantly people are like fucking falling off a cliff or like getting on a horse and the horse gets scared and runs them into a train. Like, right. Like in in Starfield. From what I've seen uh, of people playing it, there's funny stuff that happens because it's so free. And that's that's 
Uh, how, what do you guys think about No, that? I think that's a good theory. I think it's also like the appeal of the genre is that there's so many possibilities. There's so much player freedom that you can do things that the developers never would have anticipated. Yeah. And so you can create those situations. Uh, or even they are things that the developers did, like intended, but because of the nature of of dis- of exploration and discovery, you feel like it's a thing that you like, like, oh, I, dis- I found that thing out, even though you were, you were being indirectly led towards that path. Tears, yeah, I, Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild, both funny games. 100%, yes. Yeah, there's because, all sorts like, of shit. Fucking you can do. goblins like go do shit and then they blow themselves up or you know like st- stuff is happening. Yeah, you can reverse time and have a boulder roll back uphill and and smush something or you can make an impossibly long bridge by just connecting every single board you find. Right. Um yeah, that there's there's all sorts of weird shit that 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 you can do. I think I think that's a good observation. Uh at, I I I for me what makes a good open world game. I I wrote a few things down, but for me it, it's too many tasks. Like, I like feeling overwhelmed in one of these games, which is the thing that Baldur's Gate 3 does, uh, however you want to classify it, really, really well. Like, I, I like that feeling of being like, holy shit, I've got too much to do. Uh, uh, the feeling of discovery, which I mentioned, of just like, you can just wander around, you can just go someplace and find something interesting. And I think a bad one of these games, uh, you know, conversely feels like empty. It feels like mm-hmm. like I can wander for a while, I can go to this, uh, this distant part of the map, or I can go to this other world, and it just kind of feels like, all right, fucking whatever. There's nothing so, here. So Death Stranding. Well, no, I I disagree. I like that. I like Death Stranding because I feel like Death Stranding, you are you constantly are discovering weird shit. I oh, think like yeah, you're yeah, wandering yeah. all over the place. It feels empty in a good way because it feels empty in terms of desolate and barren and like scary and isolating. And then all of a sudden there's fucking BTs on top of you or all of a sudden you find the wind farm and you're like, what the fuck's going on here? You know, like I, I think I think Death Stranding is a great balance of that. And I, I, I you know, of course, obviously adore that game. I'm thinking about um, this right now. Yeah. I don't need the BTs. <laughs> I know that we're done with the game and like we hadn't talked about it in a long time, but like my enjoyment of that game wasn't predicated on whether or not there were BTs or if I interacted with them at all. Yeah. I could have had as much fun as I did without them. Uh, I, I think they're great because I think it's it's great that you have to hold your breath and maintain yeah, BB and you kind of have to sneak your way through these areas. I, I don't know. I, I think it's awesome. And then also as it escalates, you start to get like a boss fight with two like lion creatures or whatever uh, just in the middle of, of the muck. It's it's great. Am uh, I misremembering Death Stranding or did you have to pee? You you yeah you you were you were encouraged to urinate but, early but on. But like if you didn't pee for the whole game, would he die? No, get like a kidney stone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but you are encouraged to pee, and I think early on, like you have the your first. Grenade. Your grenade, I think, is as yeah. a urine grenade. You get the urine grenade number one, or it's a sweat grenade. You get it number zero, number one, and then number two, the shit grenade. And then eventually you get the blood grenade, and that's just better than everything. You don't have to use the piss grenades anymore. But yeah, you're definitely encouraged to piss. Yeah, I, I hope you, in you the- take showers too, and like you do kind of all of it together, kind of at a certain point. Yeah, I hope that in the second game you have to pee. <laughs> yeah, there's not a shit grenade, is there? Yeah, no, there is. There number is two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 because he uses the toilet. Yeah. Uh, there's also the, he definitely sits down and then they show the ad for Norman Reedus's motorcycle show. Yeah. <laughs> Game's fucking chaos. <laughs> uh, the, the, but yeah, you can also like, like that's a thing where you can, if the hands start to come up, you can piss on them and your urine will scare them away. Yeah. If you start to get grasped or, or if a yeah, I just, like, I just didn't know grabby. if it was, you had to. Yeah, I don't that know if it's question. compulsory. I don't know. But I, you're definitely encouraged to do so. Uh, you might have to do it to get one of those grenades to progress through something in the early game. Um, the other thing I, they say, anyway, too many tasks, feeling overwhelmed, discovery. The other thing I think is uh, is appropriate density. Like, like 
you know, it, it, I feel like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, although these are sprawling, like huge maps, I feel like they're appropriately dense. Like there are stretches mm-hmm. of emptiness. Same thing with that de- with Death Stranding. There's stretches of emptiness, um, and then there, but but also like a game like Yakuza Zero, uh, which is just like one neighborhood of one city is just packed in there. That also feels appropriately dense because it feels like how a city should feel. Yeah, I guess I'd kind of like to like characterize it as the, as the GTA approach versus the Skyrim approach. Like, are we going to take one small, and I know there's some GTA games that have bigger map areas, put that aside. Like, 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 are we going to take, like, one, try try to make one city feel super alive and populated, or are we going to try to uh, create a whole world and just sort of, like, put just a dot just enough into that uh, to make it feel like it's lived in? This conversation's making me want to play Red Dead Redemption more than I... Okay, the, well, yeah, like, that's sort of my, one of my number ones, right? Next month's like, We Play, You Play, Red Dead Redemption <laughs> 2. We could do it. And I've been playing it on um the switch and it's uh it's an incredible port yeah it is it's astounding that it that it's possible we could cover it wait no i meant okay. two i meant two. Right, two look two is way better <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and, and one is but one like that's how good one is and like that, that's how good two is rather one is a masterpiece are they mm-hmm. ever gonna make so another good. game i've been hearing rumors of Red Dead Redemption three. No, but I mean like, yeah, yeah but like, oh, is Rockstar yeah, making like, that game? Yeah, they make so much money from GTA Online. They, I have the GTA like, six leak. Right? Yeah, there's GTA six is, is actively in development right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if it has um, like live service elements in the same way that like you have, know Fortnite have, does. Have we had? Oh God, I love Fortnite. Yeah, I got to play Fortnite again in a North American server with that North American ping, and it is. Sweet, sweet mana. Is a uh, is Fortnite an open world game? Hmm. Hmm. It's funny. It is very funny. I like in in well, you brought up Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. I like in in open world games when there's stuff that they like show you how to do. And it's sort of like this is like here if you kind of want to do it, but you like yes. don't have to, and it's yeah. like not part of it. Like I never sat down and played poker. I never did that. It's in there. You could play it for hours and hours if you want, and it's regular poker. I played. I played when because I never beat Red Dead Redemption Two. I don't remember why. I think something else came out, and it was you know it's just like you're so fucking overwhelmed. Right. And also, it was making me eat cowboy food all the time because. <laughs> This is some of the best food. <laughs> this is some of the best food. And I was like, I got to eat something else. Yeah. Uh, You're th- eating salsa and tying up somebody. Man. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. We haven't talked about Valhalla. Assassin's Creed yes. Valhalla, well, yeah. which is like a fr- by far the most time that I've ever spent in an open world game. God, that we fucking We almost lost game. you there. Well, yeah, I was gone. <laughs> that game. Boy, I love Vikings. Anyway. Yeah. Uh the, yeah, so I couldn't finish Red Dead Redemption 2 because I was eating too much cowboy food. <laughs> and it made me feel sick. Um, Just thinking of eating like beef ribs and like baked beans on a, on yeah, a weeknight. All the time, Cow all shit. the time. Yeah. No, that's not a joke. Like that's what I was fucking doing. Yeah. Because you'd like see them eating the food and you'd be like, oh, I want cornbread and yeah. like beans and bacon. And then I eat it and I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's go yeah. play more Red Dead Redemption. Your but doctor's I played, like, you're very sick. I play- <laughs> <laughs> you you got to play some Persona. I played played poker in Red Dead because I was like, oh, this must do something. Like, it must unlock something, and Mm. it doesn't. It's just, like, there to play it. Uh, I love when that stuff's in there. Like, even, like, in the Arkham games. Arkham, 
Um, Arkham Asylum isn't really like open world. No, but City is. City yeah. is like, I think, well, I don't talk about the Arkham games a lot. That Arkham City, I think, is like one of the perfect games. It is so fucking good. Those those Rocksteady Batman games are really good. I, look, I, I'm, and this this may just be that I have more affection for it. I really liked Asylum. I just yeah. like the design of like it being like, we're so confined, and mm-hmm. I think probably because it was my introduction to that combat engine, I have just so much affection for that game. Um, but yeah, it, it, but you also really hate driving in the Batmobile in the city, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and finding the Riddler's cl- uh, clues or whatever the well, fuck that's, those are. <laughs> that's an example of something that I'm just never gonna do. That I'm never gonna yeah. get all of Peter Parker's fucking backpacks in the yes. Spider-Man games either. I'm just not doing that. Will Hines, uh, our friend. Uh, has a hundred percented, uh, has platinum the Spider-Man game like four times or something. Yes, and he's just always he's doing all that stuff all the time, and I'm like, that's it's impressive to me. I just can't, I can't do that at all. Yeah, I, I rarely one hundred percent an open world game. Yeah, I I don't know if Dredge would be considered an open world game, mm, but I did want to yeah. read that my mom caught one hundred and twenty two of the hundred and thirty eight fish by the time wow. she beat Dredge. Holy wow. shit! I didn't even know she was playing Dredge with us. Yeah, she was playing Dredge with us. She texted me uh, this morning uh, and uh, was frustrated by the ending. She hadn't listened to our episode yet because she likes to beat the game before she she Got listens. It. But she caught one hundred twenty two of the hundred and thirty eight fish, and I was like. Jesus Christ, that was not something that I was interested in. <laughs> I mean, I'm interested in hearing that from my mom, but yeah. me personally while playing yeah. the game. I think that's wild. I think something about open world games that I think is important that maybe we haven't talked about that much is uh traversal. Yep. I think good traversal goes so far in a in a game like this. Like in in Red Dead Redemption, I feel like the horse riding a horse is a home run. It, it rocks. It is feels there so a good. horse? Can you kill it? Does it upset people? <laughs> uh, Ghost of Tsushima, also great horse, and yes. also just like a great, just like get around the world because you also have grappling. You have that, you know, and 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 that's super fun to to move around. Uh, and look, gotta gotta shout out Elden Ring in just in terms of it, in like navigating, oh, traversing the map. The movement is so great in that. Great horse. Uh, everything is so great. Yeah, but great horse, great way to use the horse, and just also just like. Like, how do I get up there? Like, figuring that sort of shit out is so satisfying. Yeah, Elden Ring is good. And it's good because it just thinking about the game evokes a time in my life. Mm. Which, which also the these large games, these open world games, you end up spending so much of your actual life playing them. Mm -hmm. Like an MMO is an open world game, and I played God. Like so much of Final Fantasy XI, because I was like, "Oh, I'm I, this. I buy one game, I'm broke. Yes, I'm just gonna play this game all the fucking time." Um, but it evokes a feeling of a time in your life, and same with Elden Ring, and same with Viking or Valhalla. Yeah, uh, for me, like Grand Theft Auto Three feels like post nine eleven. Like it feels they, they sure. all feel yes. like times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I do think about Elden Ring a lot still, and just I'm like, I do miss, I miss that daily grind. Elden Ring also is funny, yeah, because like fucking a monster will get on an elevator and die, and you're like, that's funny, mm-hmm. yeah. Or like, uh, you know, you could just decide to kill all the merchants and uh, you know can keep their bells, mm-hmm. and then you don't have to, you don't ever have to go see them again. It's not funny to me. <laughs> 
It's funny to invade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that stuff is funny. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, well, yeah, traversal. Like, I don't think the horse horse doesn't always feel good. I don't love riding a horse in Tears of the Kingdom or Breath of the Wild. I don't think it feels good to me. Um, mm. But like the horses in Red Dead and the horse in uh, Ghost of Tsushima feel good. Yes. Torrent feels amazing. Great horse. Um, Elite horse. And, you know, maybe I'll have stuff to say about the horse uh, in next week's game. Yeah. Uh, but is that an open world game? Yes. Yes, yeah, right? very much so. Yeah. I, I honestly, with that, we, we, we might, I think we, that's part of the reason we're talking about this topic. Yeah. Because it's like, that's like, I think so much of the progenitor of so much of what happened. I mean, you can't really, well, we'll talk, we'll talk. I don't want to yeah. get it. I don't want to get into it. it. We'll either. talk about next yeah. week. Let's talk about cyberpunk. I was, I have cyberpunk okay. on my list. Okay. So cyberpunk is one I would say that like, I really, look. We all like Cyberpunk 2077. We all finished it. I enjoyed it. Platinumed it. I don't know you if I if it. I love that as an open world game. Just at least in the initial release, I know they've 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 done a lot of patching. I think we I should play. DLC, I think we should play Phantom Liberty as one of our We Play You Plays. I 100 percent want to play Phantom Liberty. Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm in. Yes. I think that's October. But, yes. But I was going to say, like, we were. <laughs> so that's next month. Because it comes out. It comes out. In like two weeks from now. Okay, so maybe we'll maybe we'll we'll figure it out. Oh, I'm yeah. so excited! I do want to play that. Yes. I do really like like the aesthetic of that world. Fuck yeah, I do think it's a really fun world to live in. But as an open world game, I felt like when I'd stumble upon shit in that game, at least in the initial release, it would be things like you know a police action in progress, and it would just be some condom some some uh, um some combat encounter with some random threads. I said condom encounter. I was gonna try to run past it. Uh, I said uh, it was some combat encounter uh, with some random thugs. I mean, I just, you had condom encounter in that game too you did yeah <laughs> if you not got the way the, I play <laughs> the fun toys what were they I can't remember the name of the yeah. prostitutes uh, uh, anyway so like but I would just go into like a random combat sort of thing or just like some like it, it, it would just start some quest and I, I just never found that status that aspect of it satisfying yeah. Yeah. even though I found the actual narrative design pretty good for the main it uh, story it was not a very good open world no but it did and it also wasn't emergently funny no. Like, because the NPCs weren't, like, real. What was funny was, like, how broken the physics engine yeah, was. Yeah, like, it was funny but when a car then. would fall from the sky. Well, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I feel like I somehow played the worst version of it because, like, none of the funny stuff happened to me. I only saw, like, the funny stuff online. The, I One of my glitches was that I get I died and it would autosave as I was dying and it would, you know, restart me mm -hmm. from the previous autosave. Oh, yeah. And I was just stuck in this loop where I was dying over and over again. Yeah. Um, But... And, and also, traversal in that game is bad. And my biggest wish no, for it... No, no. Yes, it is. No. Double jumping, like, fucking... Double jumping is good. so far... Like, you can, you can get into areas that yeah. the game is not <laughs> designed to have accessible. Yeah. You can jump over fences and shit... No, the traversal in that game is I, the, fucking We've talked great. about the driving in that game. I, I didn't like the, the driving. driving was bad. Was so good. The driving is bad. Again, a lot of the stuff so has been fast. patched. Yeah. I want them to patch a third-person mode. That's my biggest mm. wish for it. Because like, if I'm picking my clothes, I want to see those things. Right. Yeah. I want to see that thing swing when I'm running. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, I mean, you pick penis too. You yeah. might as well see that thing in action. Yeah, yeah. Come on, I picked. Why, why did I pick it if not to see it all the time? Off. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, there's something about like I just think about the horse traversal a lot in games. Like, in a lot of games have horses, um, and you know, 
They're some of our most beautiful creatures we got here on planet Earth. Mm. Uh, horses are great. Get Ride the horse into town. Get off the horse. Execute the horse. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Everybody we, opens fire on you. That's not how it would go. No. Everybody no. would go inside. Yeah. 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 They're like, oh, this guy just killed his horse out there. I better leave. <laughs> um, but like playing, playing Red Dead Redemption on the Switch and playing and riding around the horse and then also playing Tears of the Kingdom on the Switch and riding the horse. The horse in Red Dead Redemption is better. It is just a better... It's a better horse. It's a better horse. I've heard rumor, by the way, that the Switch 2 was shown behind closed doors at Tokyo Game Show. I heard this as well. And that they had a upgraded version of Tears of the Kingdom playing. And it was... exactly the kind of shit they'd pull. 4K, 60 frames per second... Making by this the game kingdom. like second time. Well, this is the thing, and this is the thing that I, I like. I can't, I can't do that, and I can't abide, and I will do it. And <laughs> I, I like, I can't. I'm so done with that game that I won't go back to it. I'm, I'm not. I think I might not finish Tears of the Kingdom. I think, yeah. I think it, it didn't, it did not sink its teeth into me. I, I'm more like I'm I'm more excited to play Phantom Liberty than I am to finish Tears of the Kingdom. I'm more excited to. You missed the window. I think. I think if you had to, if you had put more, like if you had finished more of it in the window when it was like the thing that everybody was doing, yeah. everybody was talking about it, you would have finished it. But I'm going to finish God yeah. of War, which yeah. I, you know, I started playing Ragnarok over the last few weeks because of Viking Madness, and <laughs> I am going to finish that game. And this one. Ragnarok has more of an open world. Eh, not really, because like you do have have to go through the realms and you walk through that sort of like it doesn't yeah. have a load screen, yeah. which is cool. But you're, you're you're it's a playable load screen basically yeah. that you're hiding behind. Um, a side note, really, this is going to sound like the dumbest complaint I've ever had on the show and inconsistent with my character. Yeah, I don't like how often they say "fuck" in that game. In which game? And they, 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 they say it, they say it maybe a little too much. I don't like it. I, it feels it feels like it breaks the immersion for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't it's feel the, like yeah. I don't feel like gods should be like get the fuck over well, here. Well, you should wait until later on in the game when Kratos calls um, uh, Atreus calls Atreus mid. <laughs> Does he really? No. He's like, you're being sus right now. And he puts his two fingers on his veins and goes, sheesh. It's, it's the Final Fantasy 16 slash Logan, the, uh, the the Wolverine movie problem, where it's just like, oh, we can kind of say fuck, so we're going to play that card too often. Yeah. Which is a shame because the funniest version of fuck is the is the PG thirteen fuck. Yeah, it's the, so funny. Right. It's when when a character says it in a movie that has no other fucks. It's really funny, it's especially a, when it's get in the fucking car. Yeah, and there's <laughs> no other it's like a it's like a it's. It's not a cheap. It's I guess it's kind of a cheap laugh, but it's a reliable cheap laugh because it always is funny. But it's a meta yeah. laugh also because yes. often it'll be used in a way where it's like we get our one fuck and it doesn't. We're yeah. using it in the dumbest way. Yes, there's a great one with uh, Wolverine in uh, X Men First Class. Tells uh, young uh, Xavier and young Magneto to go fuck themselves. Yeah. it's great. It's really funny. <laughs> it's also the Anchorman one. I feel like the Anchorman. Oh yeah, was really go well fuck done. yourself, yeah. San Diego. Man, Anchorman's so funny. It is very funny. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it too. I love it. I legitimately think it's extremely funny. Yeah. It makes me laugh. If I went home and watched it tonight, I'd be like, this is the best night of my life. I'm laughing so Rick. hard. <laughs> Damn kind. <laughs> Throwing a burrito out the window? Yeah. Funny. Uh, it's a, yeah, 
Can, can I just say one thing I don't like? I don't love about open world games because a I kind of have gotten exhausted by them. Like mm. like I'll say a couple things that I feel like I've I've gotten that are, that are why these games I like they really have to do something to kind of pull me in. Um, and sometimes that's something small like Ghost of Tsushima just having uh the birds and the foxes that you were following and the wind to guide guide you towards objectives. Like it's like that was just new enough where like I I am interested in this. Mm. Um, but. I, I don't like a mini map that's fucking full of icons mm-hmm. that to, to me is just like I'm so tired of that uh, that I've, I'm seeing it too often uh, I, I too many waypoints too many question marks too many exclamation mm-hmm. points and also I don't really love and I know it's so tough to figure out the right approach design wise but I don't really love level scaling I don't really love where like wherever I go in the world I know this is oftentimes the Bethesda approach wherever I go in the world the enemies will be the same level as my character bullshit yeah I don't love I- that fucking hate it yeah. because as a person who really likes going to a place where I'm not supposed to be in a game it deletes the challenge like if I, if I can manage to get somewhere that I'm not supposed to be and those characters are so much higher level than me let me enjoy that like yeah and and let me go back after I've beaten those guys and fucking clean a house in the low level area see that's more the thing that I like the second thing you say is more what I like is like I like to feel OP in these games I like to end up in the area where I'm like like oh, I'll just fucking clean everyone's clock and just sort of waltz through here because that's With, part of what's fun about them yeah like the the most fun of cyberpunk is jumping over a fence, hearing that brink as everybody gets upset, and then like like leaping from body to body, executing people the w- the way that you should if you were full of tech. Yeah, that was killing you. Yeah, I, um, I love it. In in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, that is sort of like their first uh, open world game, and it's like worse for it. Like hmm. it. Like, they're trying to just do too much, and I don't know, like, those games don't have to look, like, a certain way or anything like that. They can just make it uh, how they've always been doing it. Honestly, I think they should go back to 2D. Like, they got, like, they, <laughs> they, they, they're doing too much in the, in the 3D space, and it's yeah. not working. Let's go back to what works. It's a shame, because Pokemon is, is such a no-brainer for what it should be in your head. Like, what, what like, the the... The density of, like, if you actually translate the amount of encounters that you have with Pokemon in the 2D games Mm -hmm. into a 3D environment, it would be like walking through a zoo without cages. Yes. Like, it should Mm. be fucking Pokemon everywhere. Yeah. And it should, like, the... An infestation of Pokemon. Yeah, the, the, the cities also are weirdly vacant, like mm-hmm. if I go like if I go into a Pokemon City, it should look like Detective Pikachu's Pokemon City. Yes. Like fucking Fuck, Pokemon awesome. everywhere. Yeah. And it seems like such a it just seems like so much money is on the table. Like because I didn't buy whatever the last the last Scarlet Pokemon Violet, game yeah. was because I was like, this looks like shit. Didn't they release two last year? What was the other one? They did uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus as right. well. Yeah. That actually was at the tail end of uh of uh, 2022, but okay. and then uh, I think a few months later was give, Scarlet Violet. Give Pokemon to From Software. Honestly, like <laughs> I'd like to see somebody who like would actually make it interesting. Uh, give it a try. I don't think the Pokemon company is uh, is very interested in making the game good. But this is the thing, and and I know it's it's kind of like a weird like sort of second 
a second party sort of middle ground. But like Nintendo is so fanatical about quality control of its biggest franchises like Mario and Zelda. They're try like not that they always succeed, but the goal is yes. always to, to have a super polished, uh, super good looking uh, version of. Uh, a, 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 a aesthetically lives up to the expectations of the franchise. This is a good and gameplay place. wise for Mario and Zelda, and they have not done that with the with the, the Pokemon games. This is a good place to interject something yeah, that I think is going to be a not a hot take, but spicy. I don't like Elephant Mario. How dare you? This is fucking bullshit. Don't like him. You don't like Elephant Mario. Well, guess what? It's Mar. It's Elephant Luigi. It's it's Elephant Peach. It's Elephant Daisy. It's Elephant Toad. They're all the same kind of elephant. I find elephants off-putting. Wow, you're gonna say that in front of God. You're gonna say that. <laughs> no, no. Let me let me rephrase. Real elephants, majestic, perfect animals. Some of the smartest ones we got. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Cartoon elephant. Never want to see it. All right. You don't like Babar. Nope, no Babar, no uh, Dumbo, no, I don't want to see Cartoon Elephant. Wow. Real Elephant. Canceled. Real Elephant (laughs) crossing the street, getting in front of the sugarcane truck. Fun. And then then getting some sugarcane. What about the elephant that puts a paintbrush in its trunk and mm. oh, draws that, that I don't like because that makes me sad because that animal's being abused. Yeah, I don't like that either. That that animal paints the same picture of an elephant every day, and yeah. and they're like, it knows what it looks like. That elephant it's, has no they, fucking idea what it's. Yeah. Doing. They stop the elephant before it starts writing "free me." Yeah, on the, on the paper. Elephants yeah. elephants have uh you know funerals. Yeah, yeah. They're they're incredible. Yeah. Don't want to see Mario as an elephant. Mario also becomes a ghost in this one. So, like, he mm. dies, kind of. And it's also a strand game, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, uh, something else about... Oh, well, okay. In open world games, dude, like, I, in in the realm of there's bullshit in this game that I'm just never going to do, in the, most recent, in, in, the, in the most recent Pokemon entries, and I guess dating back to, like, probably the DS ones, they've added stuff like beauty pageants and making curry and sandwiches and stuff. And it's like, this is not, I don't need this. I'm never doing this. There's like a a minimal stat bonus you get for doing stuff like that. Um, But it's negligible because you don't need it to, to beat the game. You Mm. just, it's just there. It's just part of it. And I feel like a lot of open world games have stuff like that. Like we're in terms of like crafting or whatever. And like you sometimes need to craft like in uh, tears of the kingdom, you have to craft like weapons and uh, other types of things that, uh, help you on your journey, but you also like almost don't need to either. Yeah, Yakuza Zero, I think, is yeah. like you can ignore so much of the side content, or also the the abundance yeah. of the side content. Again, going back to density, I think is so much of what makes that game like such a magical experience. Of just like you never have to go uh, to the batting cages or to go bet on women's wrestling, uh, or you know, <laughs> or or go to the bowling alley, or, or run a, uh, a real estate, or business. run a real. Well, you do have to run a yeah. real estate business, but you don't have to go all the way to the end of the real estate quest line, which I did, <laughs> which involves. Getting to a certain point of dominance in each neighborhood and then defeating the overlord of that neighborhood in a physical fight, <laughs> at which point they will join your real estate company to that's, work for you. That's the type of shit yeah. that I'm just like, video games rule. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Well, but the that, difference between what you guys are describing is that one of these is fun and the other is not. Like, right. cooking your fucking Pokemon food is not fun. No. Cooking in Final Fantasy 15 is fun, 
mostly because of the absurd level of de- graphical detail of the dish that arrives when you've done when you've gotten your dish. Yeah. Because like the reward of the cooking stuff in Final Fantasy 15 is why does this look this good? Why was this made? Like that's fun. Yakuza 0 games fun. Cooking side quests in fucking Pokemon games not fun. God, so much of Yakuza Zero. Just like you go to like a restaurant and you order something. You sit down, it's like, mm, it's daunting it to good. think about playing another one yeah. of those games, but I want nothing more than to play another one of those games. They're yeah. so funny. Like, yeah. they're, they're really And, you know, to Heather's point, everything in that game is funny. Everything, yeah, yeah. But, that, but, that, but, but it's, I think that's a different, because I'm not saying that the jokes in Yakuza. The, the, it's it's extremely funny, but the stuff that's happening is funny on purpose. Whereas an open world game mm-hmm. has tons of stuff that's funny on not on purpose. Right, it's emergent stuff that you'll see like clipped and and it, it will be like on a subreddit or on Twitter or whatever or an X rather, and then you'll watch it and be like it'll be like fifteen second clip of something going horribly awry. Yeah, um, yeah, I I I I, I, th- I think I get the distinction. I, I think, don't know. I think that. In the way that Baldur's Gate is open worldy for me in that way mm-hmm. is that you can load up a ton of bombs or boxes or whatever and, and bring them to an area where that is not the intended way to do an encounter. Yes. And then do the encounter that way. But though like the creatures aren't gonna be like falling off shit or like doing stuff on their own. Well, I have retold the story I think you told on the podcast about pushing a goblin off a building yeah. and that triggering a cutscene. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had the dialogue with him. And, and then, then it died. Yeah. <laughs> that to me is funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then, I mean, maybe to, I don't know, maybe to wrap this open world discussion, all these open world games too. They're too fucking long. They're all too long. They're so long. They're all way no. too long. No. Too much. No. <laughs> too much stuff. Too no. much going on. Nope. Nope. Heather says no. Elephant bad. Open world long good. We're on different planets. Wow, that's like because I mean I like I like a meaty game. I I'm liking that. I probably by the time I'm done with Baldur's Gate three, put a hundred or so hours in it. But uh, it's it's too it's, it's too, too much. much. No, nope. it's too much. It's I, all too I, much. The most frustrating part of. Assassin's Creed Valhalla was that it didn't continue to just be bigger and bigger. <laughs> How many like, hours did you have in that ultimately? I don't know. I said it on the show. Yeah, it was it was in the hundreds. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was it was maybe sub two hundred, but pro like up above a hundred hours. I think for sure. I, I would say I I bet it was a hundred thirty or yeah. in that neighborhood. Yeah. Um. And the only reason I stopped playing it, it was because I ran out of towns to conquer. Like, <laughs> I, w- I, I wish that they'd been like, surprise, we've added the entire map of Europe. Didn't and they then add- I would be like, yes. <laughs> Didn't they add DLC when you left? They, like, add, yeah. they added Paris, I think. Oh, Sacre Blue. And I was like, uh, uh, I guess I, but also lately I've thought about dipping my toe back in. I kind of want to get in there a little bit again. I, I think we're, made, this This is that I'm I'm kind of uh, coming to understand something right now, which is just like, the, in the same way that you can put hundreds of hours into an open world game, and to me and, and, and Matt as well, it seems like that seems kind of exhausting to try to get through everything. Uh, 
I can put the same amount of time into a roguelike just running sure. endlessly and I don't get tired of it. Whereas I think that might be the sort of thing where you'd kind of feel like that was pointless. Yeah. yeah. But like FTL, like I put like 200 hours into that game and that's just running, doing the same run over and over again and trying to optimize yeah, I put, it. You know? I put so much time into Hades. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Just like hours and hours oh. and yeah. hours into Hades. I put in like one hour into Hades. And I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> it's good. It's all combat. Yeah. I, yeah it's it is. all fighting. It is, but it was like. Something felt off about it to me. Too horny? No, it's like, it's like Baldur's Gate's horny. Yeah, not horny enough. By the way, uh, turned a corner on my boy Ast- Asterian. Yeah. Hated that dude. Remember? Last yeah. time we checked in, hated that dude. Yeah. Then I found out his secret. He's my best friend Yeah, now. he's my guy. I I was a little harsh on Asterian last week, and I do want to walk it back. Because I had, I had an interesting encounter with him. Heather's going for her third piece of drone. <laughs> well, Nick doesn't like it. And I want to go to I waste. enjoyed it. I can't imagine having another one right now. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I'll tap out at one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm sort of back in on Asterian, yeah. but he's still not in my party, but I'm I'm nicer to him. When am I going to play Baldur's Gate 3? We're going to do Phantom Liberty next month. When are we going to play what these do you, games? Like, well, I mean, look. I'm playing Sea of Stars. You're playing Sea of Stars. That's sort of your main thing right now, it sounds mm-hmm. like. I'm not... I bounced off of Armored Core 6 to play this month's We Play, You Play. Yeah. But that's going to be a game that I don't feel pressure to beat because it's just... I can pick that up for like a few minutes and be like, this is the most fun I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. Armored Core Armored Core was the game I had to bounce off of in order to make room for Baldur's Gate and for Viking Madness. Yeah. Uh, but, and you know... I guess, look, video games we'll figure it out. at large, too long. Too long. Everything's too long. No. No. If I, if, uh, look, <laughs> no. If there's a game that you like, I think all games should be the option of hundreds of hours. And it's only our love of that game. Because the worst thing in the world is I don't want to beat a game. Mm-hmm. Like, if Baldur's Gate was... 10,000 hours if you wanted and you could dedicate that much time or you could be like, okay, I'm done and I don't want to play any more of this. Well, that is like, I often will just mainline the main story. I'm not really always getting in there and doing side quests uh, except for like the option, like the the mandatory side quests they make you do to like let you know that there are side quests out there. Um, I'm not usually doing anything like that. I'll often... Just be mainlining the like the main story, and that still will take like you know fifty or so hours to get done. But I'm I'm rarely putting in a hundred. Yeah. I think the I got close to two hundred. I think when we did Elden Ring because yes. I was just playing that oh, so and good. getting my ass kicked ten hours a day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I think I I do appreciate a, a, a short game, but I think you know. Sometimes with open world games, there's not enough, to me, there's not enough story to justify the length of what's going on. But, you know, that's me. Yeah, that's, that to me, I think, is just is, is another way that, that one of these games can just feel kind of empty. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, to what end am I doing any of this? Yeah. Uh, all right. I, we we got to do a segment. We're, we're going along here. We got to do a segment. And I'm going to see if Nick and Heather can guess the game based on the reviews alone. It's time for Blind Item Reviews. Wow. Reviews. 
just a reminder, here's how it works. I have some negative, mixed, and positive reviews uh, for some beloved and critically acclaimed games. And based on these reviews, it's up to you to decide what the game is. Uh, if you lock in a, a guest, I feel like we tried to, like, I don't remember what we did. Okay. I felt like at one point we tried to rebalance this game. And I don't remember how or why. But like, if you get it in the negative round, you get three points. If you get it in mixed, you get two. And if you get it during positive, you get one. That seems fine. That might be the rebound. That might be the rebound. It might have originally been like four, two, and one or something. Maybe like it was something like that, okay. yeah. Um, here we go. Here's the first negative review. Just like all other sandbox. Wait, but before you begin, do, the, do these have a theme? They do. It's open okay. world games. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Um, here we go. Matt loves his themes. I love my themes. And I was going to, I didn't care. I wasn't going to mention it. Yeah. But it's like, it's not going to help. It doesn't help. What? I don't know. It does narrow the scope a little bit. Sometimes the theme is like kind of emergent as we go and we're like, oh, they're all GameCube games. It was like open world. We're talking open world stuff. It felt like a good, just to get some of these ones out here. Um, This is a negative review. Okay. Just like all other sandbox games, it's fun for a few hours, and then the novelty wears off, and you've, you're left with this crappy story. There is no challenge there, just uh, because because this isn't a game. It's a movie shoehorned into a simulator. Trust me, it's not as fun as it sounds. Uh, I'm going to guess first. I'll say that's a Grand Theft Auto Five. That is incorrect. A movie shoehorned into a simulator... I'm going to guess Death Stranding. Also incorrect. Moving on to the mixed review. I have to admit to being prejudiced against sandbox games at times. I think Fallout 3 was done well, uh, but the Grand Theft Auto and Crackdown games don't appeal to me. I doubt I would have tried this game except for the theme. People praise the story and voice work in this game, but I don't see how the story compares to an epic saga like Bioshock, Halo, Uncharted, or Mass Effect. Okay, so we can definitely sort of infer some things from the other games that are cited in terms of era. This is feeling like a early 2010s game or late aughts game. Hmm. Uh, is it just Skyrim? That is incorrect. Hmm. Yeah, movie shoehorned into a simulator feels like a clue. <clears throat> I'm going to guess... Big clue. Uh, Assassin's Creed... French Revolution. I forget what that one's called. That is incorrect. Moving on to the positive review. Nothing short of their finest work and an example to all other games out there. This this masterpiece took a brave step introducing the West back to a different generation of people, and it succeeded. Heather. 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 uh, Red Dead Redemption. That is correct. Heather gets one point. Heather, we don't have that clearance. You can't do that. No, we don't have clearance for that. We're bleeding money now. We can't do that. Sorry, man. I got a scat. No, guys, stop. You know we love jazz. Guys, I don't I don't fucking care if you love jazz. Okay, sorry. Stop. Scoop up a boo. The comments. Matt was actually mad. <laughs> Matt was so mad they started scatting, and I guess they can't afford to do that. And then they're just sending me and Heather, like, uh, Miles Davis records. Like, I think you guys will like this one. You heard of John Coltrane? You guys should watch La La Land. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, here, okay, here's the next one. Negative review. Let's take The Witcher 3, 
but make the terrain hard to traverse and get rid of interesting side quests. Yeah, and let's take Shadow of Mordor's combat, but get rid of all the melee features except for swing spam, and make every enemy take 30 arrows or more to kill. Crafting, po- crafting's popular right now. Throw that in, but don't ma- actually make it have any depth. This game is an amalgamation of every single bland open-world game to ever exist, but somehow even more boring. All right, so this is pretty contemporary. Uses a sword. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna guess it. I don't think that I don't know if there's necessarily it because the crafting thing feels like a little bit of a, of a mislead. But there's a I, I'm gonna say is this Breath of the Wild? That is incorrect. Sword. Using a sword. Ghost of Tsushima. That is incorrect. Moving on to the mixed review. Really enjoyed the first couple hours, but then it got a bit p- repetitive. Could have used a bit more weapon variation and a bit more attack options. Nice to look at nice to look at world, but it's mostly empty, and I found I got trapped a lot to the point of having to restart. It reminded me of Monster Hunter, but without the co-op. Reminded me of Monster Hunter, but without the co-op. And his sword. Is this Elden Ring? Is incorrect. A sword that reminds you of Monster Hunter. Hmm. Can you tell us the platform? Uh, no. <laughs> Why don't I just give you the answer, huh? Would you like I that? I don't know. We're looking, we're looking for some clues here. A, Scatman over a here sword, wants all the answers. A sword at Monster Hunter. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I got nothing for this one. I can uh, move on to the positive yeah, review. Yeah, go to positives. Okay. Really enjoyed everything about this game, but it specifically had such an enjoyable combat and the best console graphics ever. It takes everything good from open-world action games like Tomb Raider, Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, Shadow of Mordor, and many others, and none of it, and none of the bad. It's the pinnacle of this incredibly fun and popular genre. A true exclusive and an absolute system seller. Okay, a true exclusive and a system seller. Uh, talking about the aesthetics... This makes me think that this is a one a big boy PlayStation game. I'm going to guess one, and I'm going to guess it might be the other one, but I'm going to guess uh, it's uh, it's Horizon. Care to continue that that guess? Zero Dawn. That's right. Wow, Nick has a has a point. It's tied up T- at one apiece. Wow, we're doing great. I didn't say one piece, okay? I said one A piece. I knew Horizon Forbidden West was part two, and I knew there was a zero in Horizon, but I couldn't remember what the rest of it was. Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn. Here's a negative review. Tedious comes to mind, as do exhausting, laborious, unsatisfying, drawn out, bloated, broken, unfinished, excruciating, and more. Mm. This game- Someone has a thesaurus. (laughs) (laughs) This game at times is beautiful, well, for a computer game, and I mean at times, some other times it looks awful. The world you become immersed in soon dissipates when you come across clunking animatronics and badgers flying in the sky. Badgers flying in the sky. It's so general. Badgers. Badgers flying in the sky. Badgers. And also, computer game is used, which I guess it could be a multi-platform game they're playing on PC, but... But that also could be in the way that somebody describes video games as Nintendo. Oh, yeah, so this could be written by somebody's grandpa. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah, doesn't, who doesn't like the game? <laughs> computer game. Don't like it. Hmm. Don't like Atari's computer game. <laughs> the, other, the other day, my girlfriend was on the phone with her mom, and she said, oh, Matt's just playing the computer. I was, like, sitting on the couch. I was like, what are you... What? what? <laughs> 
Um, hmm. Badger flying through Badger's the sky. Badger flying through the sky. What does that even mean? Uh, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say cyberpunk just to get my turnover. That is incorrect. Were we? Ju- we were just talking about something. It's, it's so hard for me to think of games that we didn't discuss as the issue here. So I'm trying to like open up to other open world games. Um, I can move on to the mixed. Uh, I'll take a guess uh, just in case it's Skyrim again. It is Skyrim. Wow. There we go. So Nick has pulled ahead pretty far. With two points? With three points. Oh, right. So now he has four points and Heather has one. But it's still anyone's game. Still anyone's game. It is anyone's game. Here's a negative review. What, can you read the? Can you read the 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 like what one of the more obvious reviews of Skyrim? Just so we can. Yeah, I'll read the positive review. Okay. Yeah, there are glitches, but that doesn't stop this game from being an absolute masterpiece. After only three hours of play, I realize it's probably the most engrossing game I've ever played. It's amazing how much content is packed into one game. The game extremely addicting. The sound is amazing. The fucking graphics are uh, they're absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> Uh, that because that game's really been out for like yeah. thirteen years or whatever, however long now, and it's been on so many platforms. Like you forget that like it was a buggy mess upon release yeah. as those games, as Starfield kind of is. Like, and now you can play it on the screen in your Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a negative review. I personally find the game to be overrated. True, the world is massive and vibrant, but the gargantuan amount of bugs almost rendered the game unplayable. Missions cannot be unlocked. Gold medals are impossible because of glitches. The graphics. Gold medals. And I understand that it's technically a last-gen upgrade, but if they released it for current-gen consoles, then I'll judge it like a current-gen game, are absolutely terrible. Last-gen upgrade. Ah. uh, Forza. Forza Horizon. That is incorrect. Fuck! Boy, that would have been good, because that is kind of an open-world It's an open-world. Yeah. Hmm. Gold medals, release for a last gen. Um, get, give us a mix review. I give this a lower than high score because I simply don't see how it deserves a 10 in so many places. The game has a lot of content, looks great, characters are good, not great, and that's about all it's got going for it. For me, it almost felt boring. This game has so much happening that it never really nails anything it's trying to do. Everything is playable, but nothing, for me, is it all that fun. All right, so a lot of content, but kind of feeling generic. It's not Starfield, is it? That is incorrect. I'm going to pass. Here's the positive review. While the story feels short and less complex compared to others, it's a game that you enjoy from minute one to infinity. Thanks to all the possibilities of its open world, it's driving and be able to take control of multiple protagonists. Driving multiple protagonists. Heather. Grand Theft Auto 5. That is correct. Oh, there you go. Heather has another point. So now we're... Two to four. Are there gold medals? Like there, I guess there are gold medals in Grand Theft Auto Five. Until we're remembering it. And actually, I just told, I told a big lie yeah. a second ago, and I want to apologize for my big lie. I said it was anyone's game. That was the last question. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick is our winner. Wow. Nick has it. won blind item reviews. I'll take it. Well um, done. Hey, that's this week's Get Played. Our engineering is by Alex Gonzalez, Ditter, Alex G, and uh, on social media. And also check out our paywalled show, Get Animated. Heather, we're, where, actually, where are we? What are we watching right we're now? We're watching FLCL. That's right. Uh, which is the early 2000s anime mega hit. Once popularized on Adult Swim in the United States, it's FLCL, six episodes, three 
podcasts about those six episodes. This The show has six episodes. Yes. We're doing three episodes about it. Uh, so come along. Check that out on patreon.com slash get played. We can listen to that and all of our other Get Animated episodes. All our stuff is there. It's 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 pronounced similar to Foodie Cootie, but but you F L C L is how it's written out. Um, and there you go. Hey, well, we're going to be talking about Shadow the Colossus next week, so uh, so get ready to hop in on that and uh, keep on slaying Colossi if you're playing along with us. And guys, it was nice to to come back here and. What a treat to be in studio. What a treat. Watch you guys get played. Oh, shit. Fuck.